Before the next episode of XJob Downloaded starts, I have a big favour to ask. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes so far, please can you click on the follow button on your platform. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and YouTube. It costs nothing to follow, but makes a real difference to me as a podcast producer. Thank you. This interview is being tape recorded. My name is Paul Maleri, and this is X Job Downloaded. And today I'm doing a special interview with my mate Lee Norris. Now Lee is a serving police officer, so we're not going to discuss anything to do with the police. But he's going to run an extreme marathon, and when I say extreme, I break into sweat just thinking about it. Lee, thanks so much for coming in today. Twenty six years in the police. Yeah, yeah, just over. Yep, and. Currently a chief inspector with Essex Police, working with a great team of people, Vernal Scott, Sean Taylor, um, you know, fantastic set of people and people that I've worked with previously. But what was your inspiration to take up? Because you've always been fit. <laughs> what is your inspiration to undertake this ridiculous challenge? So thank you. Thanks very much for your time today anyway. Um, uh, I mean... I've got. I've been into fitness, really, if I'm honest, or trying to look after myself, really. I think probably from late teens, I lost my dad when I was really young. I was 12. He was sort of late 30s. Um, so I suppose trying to be as healthy as possible has been something that's been important to me for much of my life. But I've done, you know, I think I'm on about 11 Ironman triathlons now, either full distance or sort of half distance, loads of marathons. And this was like, I suppose to use a term on a, on, on a bucket list, as it were, to try and complete um, before I get too much older and maybe, you know, start picking up more injuries and so on. But I tried last year. I mean, I suppose the crux of the answer is I tried this last year uh, and failed. Um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I got to, I got to uh, pretty much the end of day two out of six days of, of competition, as it were. I got stuck in a, or, you know, got caught up in a, um, a really big sandstorms sort or of 100, 100 kilometer an hour of winds for about eight hours. Probably lost my bottle a bit if I'm being on, really honest, but also then started having breathing difficulties. I'm asthmatic as well. So, you know, if I, if I get a cold or anything and it goes, you know, to my chest, I, I do suffer with it. And as it was, you know, I came back from uh, Morocco, you know, in a mentally, I think in a bit of a bad place. I mean, I know it's, you know, a first world problem type thing, but you, you know what I mean? I was just really down, you know, um, but I think in hindsight it was the right thing to do. If I'd have been that unwell as I was in Essex, you know, when I got back, as I would have been out there in Morocco, you know, six hours from the nearest town of some sort, it probably wouldn't have been, um, you know, a sensible thing. And if I'm honest, I had, you know, when I was making that decision, I had a bit of a an epiphany. I think it was a case of, knowing on, I've got responsibilities outside of this. You know, I can do this another day maybe. And it was a case of, an opportunity arose again uh, through the through the you know through scope the charity um, to actually go back again, and I thought I didn't want to get too much older and look back and think, do you know what? I wish I'd have done that. I didn't want to have a regret about it. So I want I really want to just give it my absolute best. So what does training look like for you then? Um, at the moment, probably not as much as it should be. Right. Um, 
so I learned I learned a lot from last year, from from failure last year, and unsuccessful, not failure. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You've been unsuccessful. You've no, been unsuccessful. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. From being unsuccessful, um, just around things like kit, um, you know, clothing, food, um, and a few other bits and pieces, but certainly around training. Whereas um, the the terrain. So I know now what to expect in terms of the terrain, what it looks like. And don't get me wrong, the route changes year on year. But I know when I get out there, you know, roughly what the temperature is going to be. Um, I know that it's going to be really cold at night. So I'm, I'm better prepared for that. Um, but but training really is um, a mixture of running and hiking and, you know, and, and doing both with a, with a rucksack on that's got, you know, things in that I'll be taking out to the desert. And like this Sunday, I've got um, uh, an event which is called the St. Peter's Way. So it's a long distance race um, between Onga and Bradwell-on-Sea, um, which is 43 miles. Wow. So I did that last year. So I'll be doing that with a rucksack on and I'll be using walking poles, which, you know, in hindsight, I should have taken last year, but didn't. So, I mean, I, the thing is, I, I train probably most days anyway, to some degree. So my my... My base level fitness is really good, but what I need to do differently this year, I think, is more around. I think around mindset. I think around making sure I keep myself probably a bit quarantined away in the week or so leading up to the event because I went out there with a bit of a bit of illness. It sounds like a list of excuses, doesn't it? But just, but but especially around kit, I think that's the big learning point for me, really. And I know you know we work together some time ago and I know the impact of, of losing your dad and how important it is to maintain your fitness etc cetera, etc cetera. <clears throat> and how hard you work to do this because like you say you've done triathlons you've done the extreme bike rides um Dunwich Dynamo and all the That's other it. stuff that, yeah. that, that you've done yeah. this has got to be up there though when it comes, oh, it comes to events mm. no it absolutely is and um I think, as I said, it's just one of these things I've, I've thought about doing for a long while, um, thought maybe it was just a bit beyond me, but I, I got to a point, I suppose, last year, maybe the end of 21, of of thinking, right, I've done, you know, three long-distance Ironman triathlons, uh, I think it's eight, half-distance now, you know, numerous other events, and it's like, uh, what, I, what I believe in is trying to push myself. I'll, you know, we're only here for, you know, one life. I genuinely believe now. Probably my mindset has changed over the last few years because of other, you know, other things. And actually having things to be able to look back on and be proud of. You know, obviously I talked to you before about my involvement with parkrun events and just I, I believe in legacy. I believe in community stuff and, 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 and volunteering and all that sort of thing, that go, which I know this is not – that but I just look I like looking back and thinking do you know what I'm glad I did that but that's the police officer in you mate because <laughs> I, I tell you now I've been retired six years I still believe in community I still believe in the the sanctity of Essex police I moan about it like everybody else does but I actually I'm still really passionate about it and I'm passionate about my friends doing well both in the job and out of the job uh, and you know, and I will always try and yeah, I'll be I'll be a critic like everyone else, but I will always try and champion their cause. When you arrive in Morocco, mm -hmm. what's that like? What's the atmosphere like? Um, well, it starts. I mean, everyone who's travelling from Britain um, meets on the Friday morning. So Friday the twenty for this year, it'll be, it's a month later than last year. So Friday the twenty first of April, and you get a few hundred people turn up at Gatwick at you know some stupid hour in the morning. 
to board a charter flight to um, a place called Wazazet, um, which is on the edge of the Moroccan Sahara. Um, so the atmosphere there is really good. You've got a lot of like-minded people. There'll be you know, newbies. There'll be people that have done it numerous times. Um, uh, so you start there and then you, when, you know, it's, a, I don't know what it was, about three and a half hour flight, I think, to Morocco. And the first thing obviously you notice is the heat. Um, and as I said, you know, we're a month later now, so who knows, um, you know, what that temperature will be like. But yeah, the atmosphere is good. Um, you know, everyone's, there's, there's a certain amount of trepidation, I think, with most people. But, you, and then once you, you've got a long coach ride then to your, to base camp on day one, as it were, or, or, or just before the event. Um, and then you get in with your tent mates. And I know roughly who I'm with in, in a tent now and a couple of the people were unsuccessful there you go i've used the word last year as well so we're we're joining up again this year brilliant so i think there's that um you know common place as it were common yeah. ground um and you have a couple of days there to sort of a bit of acclimatization um you know you've got the local bedouin um, sort of moroccan bedouin tribes people that are there and they you know i mean logistically it's amazing you know to have 13 1400 people to feed them all and some of the food is amazing beforehand and then on sunday you know that's the start of the race and from then on for the next six days you are self-sufficient with all your food and water so you start on the 23rd yep sunday the 23rd st george's day how <laughs> <I act? laughs> there you go so you i mean you uh, they always tradition. They always seem to start with an ACDC song, "Highway to Hell." That start that starts off day one, which is all a bit surreal, you know. Um, you know, I've got really good memories of last year. You know, all, you know, thirteen or so hundred people there at the start. You know, a guy called Patrick Bauer who who started the event thirty seven years ago. It's been going a long while, um, and that's it. You're off. You know, day one is normally about twenty or so miles to sort of get you into it checkpoints at every 10k you get water at every t uh, every checkpoint you have to take salt tablets mm. regularly um yeah so uh, it's a day at a time for me it's like a hurdles race it'll be a day at a time day four is always the long stage of about 50 miles and you've got to you've got to take your, your food has got to be a minimum of 2,000 calories per day but for someone like me who's you know 90 something kilos in weight and you know, I'm, I'm quite a heavy sweater when I walk or run. So I've just, you know, I've got to be really careful with what I eat and drink. Mm. I know what works for me. And I think I've built that up, that knowledge up over the years of endurance sports. I'm, I'm, I'm built for comfort, put it that way. <laughs> Mate. Built, built for comfort, not for speed, speed sort of thing, you know. You can't eat too much of that Kendall mint, mint cake. Though, no, I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's good. The, um, the way you're describing it is the fact that it is a, a race. It's an mm -hmm. individual race, but it's a team... It, that sounds ridiculous, but no, it's, it's a team. You want everybody to get through and get through safely because it can't be underestimated, the dangers of the coldness at, at night no. and, you know, the fact that you could overheat or or get mm. hypothermia because mm. you are in, in the Sahara Desert mm. at the end yeah. of the day. So, it's, you know, that's what surprised me last year, I suppose, is the real extremes of temperature. So I think the maximum we had during the day was recorded around about 43 centigrade and down to sort of one and two at night. Wow. And I was, I've never been so cold, you know, shivering, like convulsing. But then, you know, stupidly, I didn't really test my sleeping bag in advance. It was, it wasn't appropriate for me, you know. Um, Do you have to like, carry that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you carry everything so, with you. So, so my, yeah, my pack weighed, you get your pack weighed the day before, um, and obviously the lighter the better, I suppose. But 
Um, so my pack weighed on day one about 11 and a half kilos, but that includes water. So obviously, you know, uh, you know, it was fairly heavy. And then obviously as you go through the days, you get to, well, hopefully this year, you get to the end of the, the, the event and your pack in theory will have very little in it. Mm. But, but, you know, a lot of your food is sort of dehydrated, you know, freeze-dried type stuff yeah. that you add water to. But I took things like, um, you know, beef jerky or biltong and mixed nuts and seeds and things like that and, um, you know, um, high-carb bars, you know. But st- to be honest with you, the stuff I've been used to using for long-distance triathlon, so I know what works for me. And, I, you know, I, drinking water for me is not a problem. I drink probably probably too much, if I'm honest. But, you know, um, so there's things, I suppose, that I had knowledge of. I knew what worked for me. But it was, I suppose, what I didn't prepare for as much as I maybe could have done. But now I'll go out there more prepared is around um, uh, things like sleeping bag, around, you know, not drinking coffee too late because it just kept me awake. Um and a few other bits and pieces to do with kit, really, if I'm honest. So I think I'll go out there this year knowing what to expect more. So last year was a dry run. There we go. Yeah, that's that's a good way. Of <laughs> do, do you get provided with anything whilst you're on? Just water. Just water. Yeah, so um, water uh, bottles at every checkpoint. You know, they're all numbered up. Um, you know, any littering is instant qualifi- uh, disqualification. Um but yes, it for for the six or six and a half days of competition, wow. you are completely self sufficient. But what you find is, you end up probably having too much. But I think it's always better to have too much than not enough. Yeah, and people course. people you know donate and share food and kit, and there's a really good camaraderie around the camp. You know, the certainly the couple of days before. You know, everyone's eating sort of locally prepared food, and there's a big bonfire, and you know. I think a bit surreal, but on about day three, I think there's normally an orchestra that turns up. And so you're in the middle of nowhere, but. They've come in. They've come in. Yeah. So, but I didn't experience that last year. So this year's <laughs> going to be different. I'm going to be positive about it. And, but, and you're doing your park runs every, every week as part yeah, of Yeah, pretty that. much every week. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I love the concept of park run. You know, I wish I'd wish it was something that I invented, but um, yeah, I am. Um, so, what was it now? Nine years ago, I set up Brentwood Park Run. I was the event director there for about uh, five years. Sort of conceived the idea of Brentwood Juniors for you know for kids on a Sunday. Um, yeah, I just I, I really believe in it, and I, I really believe in volunteering as well. I've done you know volunteering for I'd say God certainly my most most of my adult life in in one form or another. You know, um, but I suppose the concept of volunteering at Park Run is so important, and without volunteers. Oh. They just don't go ahead. But then that's, you know, I did volunteering at Chelmsford City for about a year and, again, you know, absolutely invaluable to how games operate and, you know, help out my lad's school with his running, uh, his cross-country team, uh, football referee and all sorts. I, I, I genuinely believe in it and I try and get him to get in that mindset as yeah, well. Yeah, good for you. Well, that's what that's what we need because, uh, you know, policing, and I've said this before, the community of the police and the police of the community – and, um, um, and unless we've got a community spirit, then actually things will never take place. If we just keep walking past everything. Um, but yeah, be, be an upstander, not a bystander sort of thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, do, I do believe in that. Yeah, I, yeah. I do, mate. And that's, that's what's drilled into us. Um, I'm really grateful for your time today. Oh, and I appreciate you. this is only a very um, short 
podcast and the fact is that when you retire mate we'll we'll um we'll have a proper debrief That's and good. um and see how you're getting on but before we go mm. i have to ask you have you got anything you'd like to add alter or correct <laughs> um no i just i suppose i just add on um uh you know trying to fundraise for for, for scope disability charity and um i suppose my only real connection this is that this is very tenuous very creative don't get me wrong is uh, five, well, yeah, nearly five years ago, I, I broke my foot really badly jumping off a wall and I was, I suppose, incapacitated for probably about five, six months uh, and then sort of get, started getting back into things. So it was, don't get me wrong, only a temporary thing, but it just made me realise how much I take for granted or I have taken for granted. I try and, and if I'm, if I'm honest, that and a few other things in life probably have changed my outlook on things. You know, I try and take things less for granted now because you just never know what's around the corner, um, which sounds a bit corny maybe. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fundraise for Scope Disability uh, Charity. And um, so, yeah, uh, you know, this this is – and they're, only, they're one of the only few UK charities that are involved with the marathon. Oh, they? Oh, yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, something I really believe in, if I can do what I can for to help them. Oh, good for you. I mean, and Scope do such a fantastic job. Um, and you know charities are really up against it, of and fundraising is a is a big thing. And but unless people fundraise, certain services do not take place. No, so right. we're going to put all your um, GoFundMe and all your other stuff. We're going to yeah. put that in Thank into you. this, along with any other um, social media stuff that you want to include. So part of your preparation, Lee, is about media support and you've had some great support um, previously, but what's actually taking place with that? So um, last year in, in, you know, in the advance of, of, of the event last year, um, I was on uh, BBC Essex. Um, that was with um, Matt Mackay. Yep. Um, and I've dealt with Matt before, you know, we've, we've done stuff before on the radio and that was really, really helpful. Um, and with Debbie Tubby on um, uh, BBC Look East as well. And I think they want to cover it again this oh, year. Brilliant. I'm hoping they do. I don't know if there's a bit of a story there, maybe about wanting to actually put myself through it again, but <laughs> but um, but no, things like that are you know they're and 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 just to sort of I suppose add to that is our so our police media team have kindly you know did did quite a bit on Facebook last year and that got a lot of uh, reach. Um, so all these things are, are massively helpful just to sort of if nothing else just to sort of say look this is what he's doing. This is who he's trying to raise some money for, and um, and if some good comes of it, then 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 so be it. Yeah, fantastic. And I hope that Andy Prophet's going to be there with your with your pajamas all wrapped up to see you off on the plane. <laughs> I don't think you will be, Andy, will you? But the um, what's what's the response like from from the job? It's been um, it's been really positive. I mean, I've um, I'm still going to be I've yet to do it, but for this year, uh, a little bit of, of sort of internal comms. Um, you know, there's there's some posters up around every sort of main police station, you know, with a link to my Just Giving page. And in fact, the the, the Nisa shop just around the corner from headquarters, um, we've had a collection box in there, um, you know, for a few months now. And that's been really good. That's been really productive and loads of people have commented on it. Even people, random people who, you know, don't even work for the police have mentioned, oh, you know, I've seen your collection box in the shop. Fantastic. And so, yeah, they've been and, – and I have to say, Nisa – um, you know, have been really, really good with um, fundraising and, and sort of donations. And there's a number of other businesses as well. You know, Adventure Island have. Um, oh, good old Adventure yeah, there's Island. Yeah, there's been a few. Good old Millers. Um, 
Thank you so much Thank today, you. Lee. I wish you all the very best and keep safe out there and let us know how you get on. Thank you, Paul. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers, man. Thank you.